pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. R&R gets you ready for tonight's game. The Shootaround. It's R&R in the morning. Rudy and Rob, as always. Spurs get back to work. Riding a three-game winning streak after coming off what was one of the longer losing streaks the Spurs had dealt with. They sit comfortably right behind the Los Angeles Lakers in the play-in. They Oof. get the Rockets tonight. Let's talk about it with Carolina Teague, our as yet unseen. Hey. But now we get to hear her. Carolina Teague, welcome hey. on. Hey, guys. Good morning. How are y'all? We're lovely. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, just, uh, you know, coming off of that Oscars night, you know, it was a crazy night. Um, just didn't expect Will Smith to slap Chris right. Rock. That's kind of kind of kept me up all night. I just didn't know what was going on. So that's what I've been up to. And recovering from my sickness as well. Sickness? Yeah, I was sick on Tuesday. I was coughing all over the microphones at the studio. Jeez. And what? Um, it was just really bad. Yeah, I know, I know. But Jason Minnick was like, I have to do the bliss, and you're coughing all over the studio. But luckily, um, everything should be sanitized now, so you guys should be fine. Well, Pledge sanitizes the studio after everyone uses it, so I'll give him that. But there's a sign on every door in America, Carolina, that says, if you're suffering from any of these things, do not come in. <laughs> you just walked on. You just walked on yeah, in. It, it, it was. It's COVID, on every though. door in America. Yeah, it wasn't COVID. There's no. no way. I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> Spurs get the Rockets tonight on the road after coming off a, a, a really good win against the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans were kind enough to keep Brandon Ingram on the bench one more night, and the Spurs jump in there and take it. A nice win on the road, 107-103. Now they head over to the Rockets. Rockets, I think, understand their assignment. Uh, the Spurs have taken two or three from them. The last time we saw them, I think we paced them like 25 points. So the expectation as we sit now, Team Tankers, is they're one game behind the Lakers. Carolina, what's your thought here? Is this, uh, as they get the Rockets, is this become a worthy chase or are we still, or are you still sitting waiting to see how they can draft? Well, you know, I was actually looking at their possibility of making the playoffs, and I think I'm always going to be team play-in, and I know you guys feel this – well, some of you all feel the same way that I do, but everybody calls me a homer because I'm still team play-in. But I did my research yesterday. I'm trying to figure out, you know, do the Spurs have a possibility? Mm-hmm. The rest of the Lakers game this season, they are underdogs in all of their remaining games except wow. for play, when they play the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Spurs technically have an easier schedule from here on out. They uh, play the Rockets and then they play the Trailblazers again two more times. Nice. And now ESPN did rank them at 4% of making the playoffs, but I do think there's a possibility because I think the Spurs could possibly pull this off. I really liked how they played against the Pelicans last night. 
or the other day, sorry. No, they looked really good, and they're doing exactly what we expect the Spurs to do to win games. Exactly, and I think the shift, oh, what were you going to say, Rudy? No, nothing, go ahead. Okay, there was a one thing that I noticed that they changed. They switched off to zone defense in the second half against the Pelicans. And another thing that they did was that they played too big throughout the whole 48 minutes against mm. the Pelicans. And that's something that we hardly see. They had Jock Landale, uh, Yaka Pertle, and Zach Collins all on the floor at the same time in the fourth quarter. And during that stretch, they had a, a 13-0 run. So I think that playing zone, having two bigs on the court at the same time was something that we've hardly seen this season, and that is what helped them get across with that win against the Pelicans. It was pleasant to see Landale. He played well. I finally, yeah, he, finally. He, I mean, he, I, he, I, oh, you're right. When I, when I saw him this summer, I was like, I like him because he went, you know, he was going hard against the Team USA, and I was like, you know, and then when we picked him up, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. She Rudy Gobert at the stadium. No, we did not get sick. No. Uh, the well, Let's talk about the bigs that we're playing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out how we're managing this because I do like this little twist in the lineup. No, you're in You know, the concern with the Spurs all season long has been spreading the offense, hitting threes to allow this team that is full of penetrating guards to get in the paint and either get a, get the old-fashioned three or the kick for another shot at three. And what we're seeing with Landale and Collins when they're playing together is that is a wide-open basketball court. They're staying 15, 20 feet apart. you got to respect them. And if you step away from either one of those guys, they have not hesitated to take the shot. Now, they're not hitting them all the time, but they're a threat. The threat is what's mapped. The threat is what counts. And I wonder, Carolina, do you think that this was by design? We're going to hold this back until it is time to run because this is what I expected to see from Zach Collins and Jock Landale all season long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this was just one of those games that was in the moment. Uh, it seems like Pop played to the the Pelicans' strengths, too. The Pelicans always have two bigs on the court at the same time, and I think the Spurs are trying to do the exact same thing. And that's what seemed to work for them this time around because they got blown out against the Pelicans the last time. So I think this kind of thing works out. I think Pop is trying to try new rotations, trying to see how it figures out. Because um, when they play small ball, it doesn't seem to work out for them as well. And uh, I was looking at which lineups are the worst lineups mm. for the Spurs in the Pelicans game. DeJounte, Trey Jones, Joe Weiskamp, Keldon Johnson, and Zach Collins all on the floor together. They gave up 10 points in two minutes. Now, Good when Lord. you throw Jock Landale, I know that's a lot. No, when it's just a horrible Landale. lineup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <go> ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you think you think that's probably the worst lineup? It sounds bad. It I sounds think it's bad. The worst lineup that they have. I mean, especially when you give up ten points in two minutes, it's got to be because of the way that lineup is. So I hope that they trash that lineup and throw it. You know, well, don't we say <laughs> that franchises tank? Players, players don't. don't. It feels kind of like the Spurs yeah. that Pop put this team in a position to lose, and they didn't. And they two didn't. consecutive times. And mm-hmm. the, the thing that scares me about tonight, if I'm if I'm a guy that wants them to, to keep the season going, keep the party going, is when they play these young teams, they like to just get up and down and run. They get baited in. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember, was it Houston? They came here and got us. Was it here in the AT&T Center they got us? And it was just one of those free-flowing, mm-hmm. open, open gym-type games where guys are just coming down, jacking up three. So that's what I worry about because it happened in Sacramento – so I could see that happening tonight, them getting baited in to what Houston does, which is just 
whoever has the ball when you come across half court with Houston, they just throw mm-hmm. it at the basket from 30 feet away. So hopefully we don't get baited into that and they just keep playing their style because I don't, I wouldn't mind seeing them get into the play. A couple of things to take away from Saturday night was first, we talked already about Landale's time, four mm-hmm. or seven from the field, two or three from three was impressive. Primo gets nearly 35 minutes in uh, Devin Vassell's absence and Lonnie Walker's absence goes five of 10. Uh, 12 points. I think we continue to see when he gets extended time that he is an NBA player. There's just, a, he's just young. I mean, he's just got to get seasoned and there's nothing pop can do to get him stronger and more able. But man, he does have something there when he's playing downhill. This was a game on the road without Devin, without Lonnie that I do believe the Spurs expected to lose and they outplayed expectations. Mm-hmm. 30 and 44. Yeah. What do we think about pop's coaching record right now? What do you think about his his efforts this year? Go ahead, Caroline. Oh, man. You're going to put me on the spot. Um, I think there's his efforts. It looks like he tries, but at the same time, uh, this his his rotations have been questionable the past year or so. Everybody's always been questioning the way Pop plays his rotations, his lineups, and things like that. I think he's doing a good job as a coach. I don't think he's purposefully trying to take them. I just think he has a group that he's experimenting with. It's a young core. He's trying to see what makes them work best together, which rotations fit best. And uh, I'm not going to say that Pop is a, a bad coach or he's lost his, you know, his style no. or his swag. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. Because well, Carolina, I, no, I, my, I'm, I'm going to put it to you. I'm going to hang it the other direction. I wasn't expecting you to dog him. You're sitting oh, on March okay. the 28th. He is 30 and 44. Two weeks ago, this was, this was a team, an afterthought, forgotten. The NBA did not even consider it was even possible that they would be in the playoffs. They've gone three in a, in a row. They've beaten good teams at the same time dealing with injuries. I think we're starting to get into a situation where this might not be the memorable, the memorable, most memorable season that Pop has ever coached. But coming down the stretch, if they play themselves into a play-in game and amazingly enough into some kind of playoff situation, this might go down as Pop's best coaching effort ever. Okay, I, maybe maybe I'm a glass half empty type of girl, and my glass is half empty today, by the way. But I think that the reason why I say this is because. Against the last Pelicans game, he got himself ejected. He winked at yeah. the, you know, <laughs> at know. everybody. And I thought that that was part of, you know, that really hyped into Michael Jimenez's conspiracy theory about them purposefully tanking because him throwing that wink uh, just kind of erupts. Like, it kind of gave. But he's been doing, even though, wait, but, but the thing about that with North Carolina, even when they were winning 60 games, there was a couple games where he's like, I want my assistants. I just want to see what they do. Yeah, I want my assistants to get yeah. some work. And I, so I don't think they were, he's been doing that for 20 years. That's what I was thinking too, because everybody was saying it's possible that he was just doing that to get his assistance and helping them learn how to coach. But, um, the wink made it so obvious that right. he shouldn't have winked because now it, it feeds into the conspiracy that the team is purposefully tanking. Let's figure out who we're playing tonight. Yeah, let's see. Know your enemy. No. Oh, yeah. I thought this was the Andrews. Wait. <laughs> I thought we were going to Andrews. Houston Rockets have lost, I don't know, 25 in a row. Yeah. They, they know what they're doing. They've almost gotten the, the, the an A on the assignment to tank. They have lost enough games to now. Only Oklahoma City has lost more, but there's still more time. I expect the Rockets to give us a fair and good 10-minute effort to start the game and let the Spurs go. But as we have seen in the past, 
Spurs do play down uh, to their opponent's uh, will. When I do like young Rockets, you get a chance to see Jalen Green tonight. Yeah, Orlando, Detroit, and Houston are all at 20 and 55. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's brutal. Now, this team is a team that needs to grow, but one of the things about the Rockets is that they have been doing a great job shooting from beyond the the three-point line, they've drained about 49, or 39% from the three-point line of their 36 attempts. So they've been taking a lot of three-point attempts. They've been doing a great job holding off defenses. So I think one of the main things that the Spurs need to do is to prevent them from shooting threes. I think that's one of the main things they need to do. And also they need to eliminate turnovers as well. The last Rockets game, the Rockets uh, – the Rockets created a lot of turnovers, and the Spurs need to capitalize off those turnovers as well. So that's one of the main key points I think that the Spurs need to do to win this game. I like Jalen Green. Um, he's averaging 19 points a game. and He's uh, found his stride. Played... Yeah, he's found yeah, his stride for de- sure. Yeah he's, de- yeah, he's definitely found his stride. And in order for them to stop them, DeJounte Murray needs to show up as well. He did have a silent triple-double last time. He did have his best shooting game. But he does need to step up as well if we want to see them come across with the win. Inside the training room. I hurt myself. Last time out, we didn't see Lonnie. We didn't see Devin Vassell out due to injury, illness, or just general malaise. There, I think they were just rested. Mm-hmm. Is that what we expect? We expect to see them back tonight. What we got tonight, CT? Yeah, uh, Lonnie Walker is questionable. His back is hurting. Poor Lonnie. You know, I feel bad for him. Uh, Devin Vassell, his Achilles, he's probable. And then Rockets, they got John Wall out, Trevlin Queen, Anthony Lamb. I got a question for you guys about Lonnie, though, because I want to put y'all on the spot. I've been thinking about this for a long time. If Lonnie is out for the rest of the season, do you think this hurts his chances no. of being re-signed? No? Okay, I think that's that what I wanted to know. We've got a big enough sample size. Now, I don't know whether he's done enough to stay. I don't know what the Spurs' attitude about that is, but we've gotten to see exactly what Lonnie's yeah, capable of. Yeah, I think I think he's done enough to get a new deal. Now, I think so. now if someone offers him more that the Spurs are comfortable, then hey, albeit Spurs, Pop will be the first one to tell him, "Hey, man, go get your money, go take care of your family." But I do think he's gotten he's done enough to where the Spurs will be like, "Hey, here's what we can offer you." But should somebody here's we get thirty million for you if somebody gives you forty fifty. So be it. You go get that, brother, and uh, and well wishes to you. But I think he's done enough, wh- whether he plays in these last eight, ten games, whatever's left. And a strange scheduling quirk. You know, the, the, the Spurs get the, the trailblazers and what is essentially a back-to-back coming in up Portland, here. In Portland, though. In right? Portland. Well, the, the Portland is coming off the same thing with the Rockets. They had a back-to-back Friday and Saturday against the Rockets. Portland's gotten some strange scheduling. Maybe it's some cold, uh, maybe I don't remember. I didn't pay attention to Portland much when Dame Lillard went down. Maybe they have some COVID makeups because Friday, Saturday they get the Rockets, and we're going to get the uh, Portland Trailblazers and essentially a Friday hey. Sunday kind of or a Thursday I've Saturday heard kind of matchup. A great city. Portland oh. has quit. They just gave up one to the Rockets. Yeah, they they went oh. down one one fifteen ninety eight on Saturday and lost before that one twenty five to one oh six. So the Rockets mm-hmm. are kind of feeling good about themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of all in on this. I, I, looking at where the draft is, looking at where I think there's a couple of guys that maybe right. improved their draft stock over the last couple of weeks that have kind of thickened up that late teen, late, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, where I do think the Spurs are going to end up in there. I think that the talent is there. 
I don't think there's a huge difference between nine and thirteen. I see shoot, the Spurs seven and thirteen. Yeah, I see the, the truth. I see the Spurs going. Shoot, what do we got to lose? I, I, really, there's we're not going to be top five, and, so let's just get in. No, and they yeah. are better today than they were two weeks ago. This is a better basketball team. They continue to improve. Well, so why are, not ride this wave? They are better, but they're also playing teams that are trying to lose. True that, but you you've got to beat yeah. them. Got to win. This was a team that win. even a month ago couldn't do that. It's not the Spurs' fault that they have an easier schedule too than the Lakers. I'm just saying, it's not their no, no. fault. No, you play who's Lakers in front of you. Yeah, yeah they, you got to play who's in front of you. Even if these teams are tanking, if these teams are terrible. That's the Spurs' schedule, so you got to roll with it. And I think there's a possibility that they can make the play-in. I still think they would have made the play-in had they not had that COVID outbreak in the middle of January. So I'm yeah, it got hot. Playing. Right. I still, yeah, they were getting hot at that time. So I think the play-in. Should be inevitable. Yeah. I hope they make it. Josh Richardson, somebody pointed that out. I just want to say one thing about Josh Richardson. He's really hit his stride with the Spurs, even though he went uh, 0-8 for three-point attempts the game against the, the Trailblazers. But it ain't about the made. It's about the takes on this team. It truly is. It's about the takes. Agreed. Carolina, great stuff. Spurs taking on the Rockets tonight on the road. Is the play-in game imminent? We'll follow it all week long. I think it is. I, I'm feeling it. I'm starting to feel it. We're gonna put a uh, a gravestone on those Lakers yet, Rudy? I got a shovel, <laughs> uh, but I haven't started. I haven't put it to use. <laughs>